0: Item number, SCP-4640, object class, Keter, Special Containment Procedures, SCP-4640-1 currently resides in its home in... Two field agents posing as Mr. and Mrs. Feeks are to take care of SCP-4640-1 while attempting to persuade SCP-4640-1 to provide them with SCP-4640-2. These attempts are to be gentle, non-confrontational, and intermittent to avoid the manifestation of SCP-4640-3. Once per week, agents are to provide reports regarding SCP-4640-1 and its willingness to provide SCP-4640-2. Additional agents are to monitor SCP-4640-1 discreetly to prevent SCP-4640-3 manifestations. Should SCP-4640-1 acknowledge Foundation monitoring, an SMK Class 1 vs. Everyone scenario could ensue. Such a scenario could consist of SCP-4640-3 identifying the Foundation as a threat towards SCP-4640-1, and in response it would attempt to destroy it. This, in return, would lead to a broken masquerade, breach of Normacy scenario. Since no effective way has been found to neutralize either SCP-4640-2 or SCP-4640-3, the entirety of the Foundation, along with any affiliate parties, would be considered at risk. Stricken Portion Tests will be conducted in designated Foundation safe spots, where SCP-4640-1 will be taken by the previous mentioned agents, which will be announced as a family or a school trip. All tests have been halted until further notice. DESCRIPTION scp 4640 is the collective designation given to two entities currently linked via an anomalous item. Each of these items have been given a subclassification as SCP-4640-1 through SCP-4640-3. SCP-4640-1 is Andrew Feeks, an 11-year-old male of native Hawaiian descent. SCP-4640 is non-anomalous. However, it is the owner of SCP-4640-2. Any attempts to forcibly remove SCP-4640-2 from SCP-4640-1 results in the manifestation of SCP-4640-3. SCP-4640-2 is a yellow circular plastic pin with a stylized purple W. SCP-4640-1 claims that prior to owning it, neither the colorization or W were originally present. As of right now, SCP-4640-2 is attached to the upper left side of a hoodie constantly worn by SCP-4640-1. When SCP-4640-2's current owner is endangered, physically, psychologically, or emotionally, it causes SCP-4640-3 to manifest. SCP-4640-3 is a humanoid entity of muscular build, standing approximately 1.8 meters in height. SCP-4640-3 has dark purple coloration with a golden W on its chest and yellow pigmentations on its hands, feet, and pelvic area. It is also of note that, despite having the appearance of a human male, SCP-4640-3 does not possess any genitals or interglutal cleft. SCP-4640-3 goes by the name Wonderman and presents various anomalous abilities characteristic to classic superhero tropes. These have been seen to include Abnormal strength Abnormal speed Abnormal endurance Being impervious to damage Emitting light beams from the eyes at will Amnestic capabilities Healing individuals through direct skin contact When SCP-4640-3 manifests, it will go through any measures to protect SCP-4640-1, damaging structures and other living beings if necessary. SCP-4640-3 will also use its amnestic abilities on SCP-4640-1 in order to eliminate any traumatic experiences. What SCP-4640-3 considers as a possible traumatic event is currently unknown, although records show the entity amnesticizing SCP-4640-1 when the latter is emotionally sad or scared. It is theorized that SCP-4640-2 and 3 appearances are based off of SCP-4640-1's ideal concept of what a superhero is. However, both aforementioned objects share the color, scheme, and branding of various Doctor Wondertainment products. Research into whether SCP-4640-2 is a Dr. Wondertainment product or if SCP-4640-1 has previous knowledge of the company is ongoing. Addendum 4640-A Discovery SCP-4640-3's first recorded sighting occurred at the Elementary School where it spontaneously manifested after a series of students laughed at SCP-4640-1 when it accidentally dropped its beverage on itself. SCP-4640-3 forced the other students to apologize, following up by amnesticizing SCP-4640-1 of the event. Foundation response teams were dispatched, amnesticizing all witnesses and then catalogued the occurrence as an extranormal event. A direct link to SCP-4640-1 was not made until June 7, 2018, when a reported purple superhero saved child from deadly car accident, cited from local newspaper. The accident involved a gas truck colliding with the lateral side of a car being driven by Mr. and Mrs. Feeks. All individuals involved, excluding SCP-4640-1, died in the event. SCP-4640-3 then amnesticized SCP-4640-1 and took it to a video game store the latter frequents. Addendum 4640-B Interview Log Interviewee SCP-4640-1 Interviewer Agent Hyla Posing as an elementary school psychologist. Forward The interview was conducted for the purpose of gathering information about SCP-4640-2's origin. SCP-4640-1 was told it was chosen at random for a psychological evaluation. Begin Log Agent Hyla Hi Andrew, how have you been doing lately? SCP-4640-1 I think I'm doing fine. Why am I here again? Well, because I'm still so new around here. So, a way to get to know you all a little better, I'm doing evaluations at random. So don't be surprised or scared if you get called again in the future. Oh. Okay. So, what do you think of yourself around here? Are you the nasty little trickster that puts thumbtacks on other people's seats, or are you the one that likes to make everybody laugh by saying some crazy things? Uh, I guess I'm the quiet one. Oh, that's totally fine. Not everyone needs to have a wacky personality. Actually, did you know that people who are reserved are more intelligent? Really? Well, I'm assuming so. You have such good grades, after all. Thanks. I assume you must be a creative person as well. I've heard you like to doodle in your notebook. I do. Would you like to see some of them? I can bring my math notebook. The one that's got most of my drawings. Well... Maybe later, Andrew. I noticed you have a rather impressive pin there. And it made me curious about your personal interests. Is that from a show? It's not, it's a Wonder Man pin. And what is a Wonder Man pin exactly? Never heard of that name. He used to just be in my drawings, but since I got the pin, he'll actually become real. He teleports to me whenever I need him. Is that so? And where did you get it? I mean, who wouldn't want a personal superhero? I mean, I sure would like one too. It came in a plastic box in a weird cereal Mom got me once. The cereal was good, but she said she can't find it anymore. I really liked marshmallows. I'm pretty sure they changed color every time you closed and opened your eyes, but Mom told me she could only see them in blue. Maybe she went to a store she normally doesn't go to. I, I don't know. She never told me. Isn't it weird she's the only one that bought the cereal? There's normally more boxes behind the ones you first see, right? It does sound pretty weird. It's possible the cereal got discontinued or something. Oh, well, would you look at the time? It's almost recess. Let's finish this chat for now, I'll see when we can meet together again. I got really curious about that Wonder Man you mentioned. You're good to go back to class now. Oh, okay. End log. Closing statement. Investigation into all supermarkets located near SCP 4640 1's residence has revealed that no personnel or written records evidence the existence of a cereal advertising the described features. However, security footage of Miss Feek analyzing in a confused manner a Honey Nut Cheerios cereal box and then adding it to her shopping cart. This was noted on a security camera. Whether the footage has any relevance is still being debated. Addendum 4640-C, Testing Logs. The following is a series of failed attempts at obtaining SCP-4640-2. The list has been recently abridged. Consult Dr. Akoa for complete testing logs. Test number one. Agent Killua and Garish, posing as SCP-4640-1's parents, attempt to acquire SCP-4640-2 while it sleeps result scp-4640-1 is seen with scp-4640-2 now attached to its pajamas when attempting to remove the object scp-4640-3 manifested the entity raised its right index finger up to its mouth and shushed at the agents until they left the room attempts at re-entering the room were met with scp-4640-3 re-manifesting and repeating the process Test number 5. Procedures. Agent Foros posed as a substitute teacher and attempted to confiscate SCP-4640-2 from SCP-4640-1. Result. SCP-4640-1 responded by taking SCP-4640-2 from its hoodie and placing it inside its pocket, apologizing for wearing the object. Test number 6. Following up the previous test, Agent Foros demanded SCP-4640-1 to give her SCP-4640-2. Results SCP-4640-1 reacted with fear, resulting in SCP-4640-3 manifesting. The entity then tells Agent Foros to apologize, following by the agent being forced, verbally, to sit in a corner SCP-4640-3 watched over the agent and prevented her from getting up until the school day was over. Test number 9. Procedures. An individual named Robert Frau, allegedly SCP-4640-1's best friend, is paid $10 in order for him to ask SCP-4640-1 if he can borrow SCP-4640-2. Results. SCP-4640-1 responds with a no, without further comment. Test number 10. Procedures. Frau is told to use his $10 to buy SCP-4640-2 from SCP-4640-1. Results. SCP-4640-1 explicitly told Robert to get away from him. Test number 16. Procedures. Agent McKelson, posing as a clerk at a grocery store SCP-4640-1 visits often, attempts to convince SCP-4640-1 to give him SCP-4640-2 in exchange for any confectionery of his liking. Results SCP-4640-1 turns down the offer, indicating SCP-4640-2 is more valuable than candy. Despite no danger or offense towards SCP-4640-1, having being made, SCP-4640-3 still manifested, adding to the former comment that eating too much sugar is bad for you. The entity then gestured a thumbs up towards SCP-4640-1, which then responded in the same manner. Test number 23. Procedures. Agent Killua and Garish walk with SCP-4640-1 towards an alleyway where a staged mugging act, with D-9022 being the thief, will occur. Results SCP-4640-3 manifested and punched D-9022 in the face, breaking its nose. D-9022 was rendered unconscious. SCP-4640-3 then turns to face SCP-4640-1 and exclaims the phrase, I'm the Wonder Man a lower pitch followed by its D manifestation. Medical examination of D-9022 reveals minor skull fractures to the front and backside. These appear to originate from its original punch to the face and the subsequent impact on the ground. Test number 30. Procedures. D-9023 is instructed to walk unsuspiciously towards SCP-4640-1 and then steal SCP-4640-2 as fast as possible. Results SCP-4640-3 manifested while D-9023 was at the meter distance from SCP-4640-1. It then grabbed D-9023 by the collar, staring at it in an intimidating manner, and then threw it to the ground with excessive force. This resulted in various burst fractures along D-9023's spine. Test number 31 Procedures D-9024 is instructed to walk unsuspiciously behind SCP-4640-1 and then knock it unconscious with the given baseball bat. Result SCP-4640-3 manifests the moment the baseball bat makes contact with SCP-4640-1's head. SCP-4640-3 then takes the bat and breaks it in half following by SCP-4640-3 throwing the broken pieces at D-9023, with enough force to have broken two of its ribs. SCP-4640-3 then turns to SCP-4640-1, heals it via anomalous means, and then amnesticizes it of the event. Test number 32. Procedures. D-9025 is told to incapacitate SCP-4640-1 via shooting one of its legs from an area SCP-4640-1 does not have visibility of. Results SCP-4640-3 manifested when the fired bullet was 10 meters short of it connecting to its target. The bullet ricocheted off when making contact with dash-3 entity, damaging a nearby building. SCP-4640-3 then redirected its line of sight towards D-9025 and fired a laser at its location, effectively killing D-9025. After a second, SCP-4640-3 turns towards one of the hidden cameras recording the test and stares at it for a total of 5 minutes before attending back to SCP-4640-1 and demanifesting. Addendum 4640-D Incident Log On... SCP-4640-1 started experiencing a nightmare involving itself being pursued by multiple characters originating from various cartoon shows it watches. This was stated by SCP-4640-1 itself during a follow-up interview. This resulted in SCP-4640-3 manifesting at seemingly random locations, in an approximate radius of 6.5 kilometers from SCP-4640-1. The entity acted as if it was in combat with said characters often using its anomalous capabilities to defend SCP-4640-1. In said attempt to defend SCP-4640-1, SCP-4640-3 displayed a large quantity of previously unknown abnormal abilities, some of which included Flight Spontaneous generation and control over fire Spontaneous generation and control over electricity Generation of ice particles via exhaling manifestation of solid, translucent barriers, self-duplication, and short-range teleportation. This resulted in the destruction of multiple buildings and a death total in the counts of and more than injured. The rest of the surrounding populace at this point had woken up, most of which sought shelter while the remaining few attempted to record the event. Despite an additional SCP-4640-3's instance preventing the commotion from interrupting SCP-4640-1's sleep, Agent Killawa and Garrish managed to successfully wake SCP-4640-1, resulting in immediate demanifestation of all SCP-4640-3 instances other than the one in the room. Airborne amnestics were released and a fake memory of the earthquake was implanted. All recorded evidence of the event was destroyed, with copies currently being stored in video archives.